This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Where's My iPad? Today's episode, I want to share with you why overlooking the details is messing you up somewhere in your life. As I may have shared with you at some point during our time together, we have structured this podcast in a way that could be replicatable, duplicatable, and done so in a relatively inexpensive fashion. We started out with a simple Rode USB microphone that plugged right in the side of a laptop. Two, maybe even at that point, three old school Apple products. And then something called Switcher Studio that allowed one of the guys in the office to sit here and toggle back and forth between cameras, which is what creates the social media footage, while I'm recording an episode. And over time, we've upgraded our microphones, right? I'm speaking to you on something that's a little nicer now than a Rode USB mic. Not there's anything wrong with that, but we've upgraded. But we're staying true to our roots currently, and we still are using Switcher Studio. Switcher Studio is an app, essentially, that allows you to literally, from an iPad, sync up multiple Apple products and do what I call almost real-time post-production video editing, right? Toggling between cameras, creating intros and outros, does a whole bunch of stuff. All of this is great, right? It's just how we've created this show and marketed it has all been with these little pieces and parts. Well, those pieces and parts are a blessing and a curse. Right? Because when one of the pieces and parts fails, it's almost like we're so used to our routine and our, and our habit that we become crippled, right? Like, what are we going to do now? And that actually happened to Kurt and I last week. See, in addition to this podcast that gets recorded, I would like to say daily, but realistically, we we record two to four episodes a day. And when I travel or I'm unable to record a show or don't have the, you know, the insight or time or even intellect, kind of go back to the coffers and pull out an episode that we've already previously recorded. We do this in addition to me shooting consistent new training videos for my coaching clients. Right? right now, if you were to work with me on a full-time basis, we have three different video series that are somewhere between six, really shortest one, 45 days, and longest one, 65 days in total time. Right? And they overlap, and they, they all have their own reason and explanation behind them. And so that's part of this... 90, 110 day experience with me. By the nature of that, as I keep reading and keep learning and keep being introduced to new ideas and principles, I create new video series. So I want to just give, 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 give. And that's great, right? It's, it's forced me to expand my capacity. It, it forces me to have a deeper recollection of the principles that I'm studying. It's forced me to be more comfortable speaking in front of a camera. There's just a lot of growth that comes from that. I mean, think about all the places in your life right now where you have been forced to grow in order to meet the level in which you want to play at. You know, none of us are really inherently built to the capacity that we're capable of. We all have to ascend into it, in my opinion. And so for a long time, what I was doing was literally trying to memorize lines. Right? Like I would get a general idea and I would run with it. I would freestyle, if you will. And those videos weren't bad, right? But they weren't top quality either. 
sure, I can talk about a number of different things at a number of different times, but there's something to be said for having those written notes. But I didn't want to be the guy with the written notes in my hand. And so what we did was we bought a teleprompter, right? Problem solved. Buy a teleprompter. I can transcribe stuff and we can use it. But again, me being inherently cheap, frugal, tight, scoured the internet for what we thought would be the best teleprompter. We went from $1,500 versions down to $200 versions and everything in between. Well, we ended up with a $200 version. And it's incredible. It's actually by a company called Caddy Buddy. And it goes right on top of any tripod for a digital camera. You put the camera right behind the, the lens that's angled and you set an iPad in the base of it. And there's a, a program that actually mirrors your, your imaging on your iPad. So when it hits the, the glass, when you see it in front of the camera, you're reading it the right way. I digress, right? Why do you care? Well, I share all this with you because Kurt and I come in on a Saturday. Actually, Saturday before Christmas. And it could have even been the Monday. Days are just running together. But we come to the office, and we work in a space that is pretty open. Right? We have a, a vinyl and graphics company below us. We have a woodworking shop kind of behind us. We have a apparel printing t- company at- attached to us. All the spaces are all open. We all know each other. The doors are locked, but the internal side is like we're all on the same team. We all have creative at- outlets to our lives. So we don't really worry much about our belongings. And so Kurt and I are in here. And for sake of argument on the story, I'm going to say it was a Saturday. And we're in here and we need to record some podcasts. And so we're getting everything set up, right? There's a, there's a computer outside this office that we track the audio on and there's lights that get turned on and the cameras that get set up. And then once the cameras are set up, then we sync it to the iPad. So Kurt checks the audio and has me test it and we're ready. The lights are on, the cameras are in position, but there's no iPad. We're looking around and he goes, man, I don't know where the iPad's at. And so we're looking, right? The office isn't all that big, maybe 2,000 square feet, very open floor plan. And we're checking all the outlets, like that maybe somehow magically either him or I plugged it in and just forgot where we plugged it in over the course of 24 hours. No, we didn't. We did not forget where we plugged it in. Then he looks inside his bag. Like maybe, maybe by chance he dropped it into his computer bag. Would have been perfectly fine with me. Certainly don't care if he uses it. But it's not in there. Okay, so now now that that thing's going off inside my stomach, like I think somebody stole this damn iPad. And it's an iPad Pro, right? It's like one of the big ones. At the time I bought it, it was the biggest, nicest ones I had because I was going to use that instead of a laptop. And so I go through my computer bag. Now, I've never taken this iPad home. From the time I bought it, I brought it in the office. I think I've probably used it myself three or four times ever, short of leaving the office to go have some meetings and write some notes on it. So I know in my head it's not in my bag, but I'm going to check anyways. That's no, not in my bag. It's not there. And so now I'm not really pissed, but I'm, I'm certainly frustrated. Like of all the stuff we have in here, I mean... I'll just put it out there. We have three different big TVs. We have multiple different computers. We have audio equipment and video equipment and all types of stuff around the office that someone could walk up here and borrow. 
And by borrow, of course, I mean steal. Why would they take this iPad? So I'm literally getting ready to walk out of this office where we record the show at and go down and ask the neighbors, right? If they borrowed it, if they used it, did they see somebody? Because maybe they had somebody come in and they didn't watch where they went to. And as I'm walking out the door, kind of glance over to the right, and when you know, we've kind of moved our teleprompter over to the side. And inside that teleprompter, laying face up, is an iPad. The iPad. The same iPad that is required to transcribe videos is the iPad that we use to create content for the podcast. And so lo and behold, there is the iPad. All this, all this searching, I mean, Kurt and I probably both collectively search for 10 minutes around an office that I think if you were to be here, you'd see, you'd be able to walk around the entire thing in 25 seconds. We spent far too long searching for this iPad. But what it showed me was that the details are always going to matter. Right, the, a simple detail of remembering that we used the tripod and used a teleprompter would have saved us both 10 minutes, so 20 minutes collectively. More important than that, when I take this and really extrapolate it down, it would have saved me a cortisol response, right? Because as my stress level increases, my cortisol increases, and it changes my blood sugar and all those components. It blunts my testosterone. It increases my estrogen. And there's this trickle-down effect of what's going on inside my body to something as simple as not being able to find my iPad. Now, sure, in the grand scheme of life, not being able to find an iPad is not that big of a deal. I'm super fortunate to be able to have an iPad. I'm super fortunate to have somebody that would come in and help me do some stuff on a Saturday. But as I lean into that a little bit more, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I believe how we do one thing is how we do everything. And not having a system or a protocol or knowing where we're going to leave the iPad is almost a recipe to ensure that something else like this could happen again. And something so simple. Right? Like it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, if we lost a $1,200 iPad or whatever it is, a $1,000 iPad, we could probably figure out how to get another one, but it would have completely destroyed what we were trying to do that day. All because we didn't pay attention to the details. So that leads me to ask you, where in your life are you also not paying attention to the details? So I can think of a plethora of different spots in my life where I'm not because, again, how I'm doing one thing is how I do everything, and not knowing where that iPad was was a window into what is actually going on inside my life, and knowing that I need to pay more attention to some of the details. So maybe it's in, in your body. Maybe it's how you're fueling your body. You don't really know how many calories you need. You've never went to a DEXA scan or a BOD pod and figured out your resting metabolic rate. You're just kind of winging it, paying trainer after trainer, diet after diet, without knowing exactly what you need to exist. I would say that's not... That's you not paying attention to the details. What I would also say is that in your relationship, if you haven't taken the time to just focus on your partner and what they want and what they need, you are also not paying attention to the details. And I think work is easiest for all of us, right? We get caught in this crazy mindset that the more we do, the better we're going to be. 
And we lose sight of how important the details are and that sometimes slow, diligent work is better than quick, reckless work. That the details are always going to matter. Because you see, the details are what are going to propel you from where you're at to where you want to get to when you can apply them with ruthless conviction and consistency. No different to me than this podcast. We're rounding the corner somewhat rapidly on episode 300. It's crazy to me to think that by April, we will have done this for one year straight. 365 episodes. Daily. And as I phrase to start this, start this show, certainly we did not come in and record every day. Nonetheless, think of your life. What is one thing you have done every day for the past 365 days? Maybe shower? Maybe? Maybe brush your teeth? If you're lucky, tell somebody you love them. Maybe you got told you were loved. Like consistency to details is, is a big thing. So once you can dial in that level of consistency and focus in on your details, every day thereafter, you'll find out that you can get shit done.